0: running around the Kairos anymore, but that has been a football club here since 1864, trying to do the town or city proud, laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and we're back again, following the... Uh, well, what shall we call it? A nervy opening weekend. I don't think that was kind of in the plan. Well, it wasn't in Parkey's plan. Um, I think if you'd have asked any of the fans, I'm sure we all thought we'd mess it up somehow. And uh, we did our best in that first half, didn't we? Um, so we've uh, we've managed to score our first three points of the season. And we've blooded some... New players, especially Elliot Lee. it has got a lot of attention following those two goals, and rightly so. And uh, a few players have made their proper home debuts. I really think players consider friendlies as their debut. I'm sure if you ask them, if you ask any old players, they'll sort of think about the, the sort of league and cup games where they've uh, officially made their debut. So there's uh, obviously we, we've got a fair few Um and that comes with a few talking points, I think. And um, we'll uh, later on we will look at the uh, player ratings following the uh, bit of a change, really, in how I did player ratings. Decided to sort of let let fans vote uh, and take an average. So, um, if you go on to uh, Twitter today, you'll see I have posted the player ratings on at Racecourse Ramble. That's a ramble without an e. Um, you'll see that listen, the uh, the average ratings are there, but we'll go through them later on, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll just dissect them a little bit and give some thoughts on, on what we thought. Um, so we were intro'd once again by uh, the Smiths, I'm, I feel like I should call them now really, but uh, 1987 till present, which I heard actually played at the race course when I got in on Saturday, um, so that's a, a song written by Adam Smith and performed by Neil, his brother. Um, and once again, they'll play us out this week, where they've uh, kindly agreed to let me use that song for for a little while. So we'll play it again later on. Um, so, uh, yep, yeah, their dulcet tones of uh, of Neil played us in. Um, so we'll uh, we'll we'll have a look at the player ratings. We'll talk a little bit about Eastley. Um, we've got a bit of a goalkeeper situation now, so we'll uh, we'll we'll have a quick look at that later on, um, and we'll uh, just look back at uh, uh, very briefly, sort of uh, Yeovil last year, and what I think will happen, who I think will play this week. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too hard to predict, given um, the fitness levels of some of the players and who's kind of who started the important games already this season. So um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll start with a bit of uh, Eastley chat when we come back after this. So we uh, we got through that Eastley game. Um, I was one of the people that didn't think it was going to be an easy game at all. And in my defence, I actually wrote that on Twitter um, just after the Macclesfield game. Actually, um, thought our pre season hasn't been ideal, irrespective of what Parkin has said, Parkinson has said publicly. Didn't think we'd really been sort of tested and worked very much. And I, I, I did actually write, you know, hopefully we've got enough to get through, through Eastley. Uh, I didn't ever think we were going to blow them away. So lots of people predict predicting three nils, four nils, five nils. Just didn't feel that we were we were at that level yet, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I wasn't surprised at all by how, how it sort of went on Saturday. Um, it was quite in, quite interesting that uh, you know we have got a much higher caliber of player than Eastleigh, uh all due respect. So we should have really we should now be in the position with with that that volume of quality that we've got. We can play much better football and outplay teams, but you could see that the team physically weren't at the level that allowed them to do that, added to which Easley's Eastley, game plan worked perfectly. Grabbed a goal on a counter-attack from a set-piece in this case, um, and uh, their, their game then was just a disrupt and time waste um and it was it's it's really annoying. I mean it is annoying, isn't it, watching it's a disgrace really. Um watching teams like that. I remember Dover were at it last year in that home game where we did manage to win six five, but you know, it's a bit embarrassing. Um but I guess, you know, those are professional players who've got win bonuses on the line, so they'll do whatever it is to 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 sort of earn their money and earn their keep. But from our point of view you'd hope that uh, you know, we we really need teams to come out and play you know open up against us so that we can really hit them on the on, on the counter so um yeah didn't think it was going to be an easy win F- Similarly, didn't really expect mark howard to drop a clanger in his first game for us um i watched him in pre-season in two games nantwich and macclesfield so nantwich watched him very close in the warm up we we were right behind the goal with him um, he had really good hands, and he was very vocal, very commanding. And I know Nantwich scored a goal, but they didn't really sort of put him under constant pressure. It was all too easy for him. And then Macclesfield was similar-ish, but what we noticed in that game was obviously, you know, his kicking wasn't great. His feet weren't great. Um, he did scuff one with his left foot again this week, but I, you know, you can't. Having seen the replay on the Wrexham YouTube uh, channel, it's. You know, it's very clear he wasn't touched. He, he went running off, obviously, because goalkeepers are so protected nowadays. So he went running off, looking for a, uh, looking for a foul to the ref. But when you watch that replay back, he's actually got hold of Ben Tozer's arm. Um, <laughs> so there's there's this no real foul there. That what in reality what's happened is, unfortunately, Mark's got underneath the ball, as we call it uh just misjudge the flight a little bit, possibly from not sort of knowing his surroundings, not you know, as he gets more comfortable with the race course he'll be able to pick out sort of markings and signs and uh, and what have you which will give him a bit of awareness of where he is. He didn't quite have that on that goal. That he's got underneath it. It's uh, it's just kind of, you know, it's bit just just out of reach. Gone up with one arm, because his other arm is actually holding Bento's shirt, which I'm guessing he probably thinks is the striker's shirt. And um, yeah, gets underneath it, and then the ball just flops behind him. and It's an easy tapping. So yeah, that was a bit obviously that was disappointed, disappointed and uh, simple goal to give away. Because in all honestly, they didn't create too much. Um, you know there were some half chances, but you were never thinking that this lot were going to run up four or five goals. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, that was a, a not 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 the start that we'd all hoped for, I guess. And the onus was on the cards when they turned us round after they won the toss. Um, so we shouldn't we should have known. Um, so I guess the highlight for most people would have been obviously Elliot Lee's little what was it about thirty odd minute cameo. Watched it again this morning again watching the highlights there's some brilliant highlights on on the rexham youtube channel if you've not seen them check them out because uh, you know they're really good quality we've got it seems like we feels like we've got more cameras uh, so they're well worth a watch 15 minutes we didn't even get a n- mention on the national league's highlights show the uh the bt sport do uh, so just a disgrace bt sports are so um yeah watched it again you know he was lively when he came on he was the the important thing is he was trying to change the momentum of the game he was always attacking and importantly for like Mullin certainly as we later in the season he was constantly probing and looking for little opportunities to sl- slip in balls to the forward so i think Paul Mullin will especially benefit from that um the first goal, you know, what a way to open your account, really. But what you must watch back, uh, if you can watch it back, is the work that Ollie Palmer does in the lead-up to that goal. Um, I hadn't noticed so much of it from uh, on Saturday, but um, somebody on Twitter had mentioned it, that they thought he was excellent. And when you watch it back, although you can't see it, you know, a lot of the work, because obviously there's 15 minutes of highlights, you will see on that goal is incredible footwork and the lovely little back heel that he gives for uh for lee to to bend that one in the far post so um you know much credit to to go should go to ollie palmer for that work um you know he was dripping with sweat when you see him afterwards so um you know we're really lucky to have him um he uh he, he actually came up in conversation for me this week i'll share my martin Tyler story. Uh, later on, I should uh, I, I I I can't not can't not share that, can I? Uh, it's too it was too exciting not to share. Uh, I have shared it on Twitter. If you uh, if you haven't uh, if you haven't seen it, you can you'll see it there. But um, I did bump into I bumped into Martin Tyler on the tube, so I'll share that uh, a little bit later on. Um, and then yeah, luckily the second goal. You know, as it kind of just felt like it was coming, didn't it? You know, we had, I think we had about 20 odd minutes left, 15, 20 minutes left. And, uh, you know, he'd, got, he'd really got the crowd up on the fact that he was so positive. Um, uh, and he, uh, some, uh, it was a Mullin pass and some great feet. If you watch the replay back, he has some great feet, not to let the defender get at it. And he's strong because he's not the biggest guy in terms of height, but he's got, you know, he has got the ability to hold the but, hold the defenders off which is what he does uh, and he fires the shot much too quickly for the goalkeeper to react even though it's not in the in any of the corners it's just the the pace of which he takes the shot quite early and that defeats the keeper so yeah we uh, we managed to hold on uh, once again we had a what should we call him we had an absolute disaster of an officiating team which is just, it's just the story of the Vanarama National League that we, we they are just, they're, they're awful. They're so bad. And it's, it's mind blowing that a few of them went up last season to, to league two, um, because this guy lost, he lot he lost the game after about 10 minutes, uh, and never got it back. So, um, yeah, well, you know, we'll, I'm sure this won't be the last time we're talking about referees this season. Um, but uh yeah we we obviously managed to get through it which was pleasing um and i've uh i've got some player ratings so we'll have a little i'll have a little drink you can uh, have a little sting and uh when we come back we'll uh, we'll go through the player ratings and i'll just give some thoughts on uh, on on what i think So on Sunday, I think it was, I posted a uh, little Google form for people to go and give their uh, their opinion on player ratings. Interested to see how it sat versus what I thought. Um, and uh, thank you ever so much for everybody who uh, who did just take a it only takes a minute just to pop in a little drop down menu with the the scores out of sort of tip te- from one to ten to see what people thought. Uh, and then we averaged. I've averaged that out, and uh, come up with some player ratings. So I've posted them in a couple of the Facebook groups of uh, and fans that I'm in. Uh, I put them in my Twitter feed as well. But just thought it'd be, there's a, probably a few interesting talking points um, from that. So uh, just thought I'd go go through them really. Um, so we'll start with uh, we'll start with we'll touch start with Mark Howard go through them in sort of order, uh, who got a 5.5, interestingly wasn't the worst f- player rated on Saturday, um, I'll come on to who that was later on, um, so yeah, Mark Howard got a 5.5, yeah, I've talked about his mistake, um, he, you know, can't deny it was a mistake, did make a good save later on with his feet, but it was off, there was an offside called anyway, so, um, you know, just needs to... F- Find his surroundings and uh I think I think I think Parkinson needs to put him under a bit of pressure now. I think we 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 need a keeper this week. Uh again a few people were quite surprised when I posted that this was a big week and we were probably gonna need to go and get a goalkeeper because they thought that the uh that the uh that we've made already was gonna be that guy in Rory Watson. But if you listen to Parkinson's comments he He's quite clear. He says that they'll bring somebody in for the weekend, and then next week we'll deal with it uh, and find a, a solution. So you know, I don't doesn't that to me says that Watson isn't the answer, um, and that we'll uh, we'll potentially see a new addition this week. Now that that's a talking point in itself. We'll potentially have after you know, do you bring in a somebody that's equally as good as Howard and experienced, or do you look for a very obvious sort of you know top quality loan? from a good side you know um or an older keeper like we did with lee camp which are very obviously a number two so personally you know i'm sure mark howard has had some promises to him i you know you'll start as the number one etc but personally you know i think he does need some competition so i'm hoping that we do bring in somebody of good caliber um so that he doesn't sort of rest on his laurels uh okay so let's move on with some of these uh Some of these ratings, Uh, Anthony Ford a five point eight. Yeah, wasn't his best game. Uh, To be fair, we haven't seen a lot of games of him, but he was in that Macclesfield game. He looked a real threat. Um, In this game, his tendency was to sit narrow too much, too often. He didn't offer us the width that we uh, we that we get when we play Hazana and Reese Hall Johnson. his quality of crossing wasn't uh, wasn't quite there. So it's it's the type of performance I guess you'd expect from a new player. But you'd hope for a bit more, especially as we weren't playing the top-of-the-table side. So, you know, anyway, that was a, that, that's what we got, was we got a 5.8. Then we've got McFadden, we've got a 6. Obviously, was replaced later on with Mendy. And again, I'm surprised that so many people are, think that Mendy's going to be back up to McFadden. I think you'll find very... Very quickly that McFadden's uh, phased out for for Mendy, um, because uh, uh, you know we you don't go and buy a spend decent money on a on a backup player like that. So, uh, I thought uh, you know McFadden. It was a pretty typical game, in my opinion. What we got there was the game that McFadden gives most of the time, um, and for me, he lacks quality, certainly in the final third, tidy in defence unspectacular uh, you know but doesn't offer enough in the final third so I think that's why they've gone and upgraded to Mendy um, so yeah so Ben Tozer got a 6.5 yeah pretty run-of-the-mill game for him Aaron Hayden 7.1 uh, thought he was good um, Max Cleworth got a 7.5 now I gave Max Cleworth my man of the match award I thought he was excellent I know Elliot Lee's come on and done that Had a wonderful sort of cameo. But over the course of the 90 minutes, I thought Clareworth was fantastic. He really isn't going to give up that shirt. I think everybody sort of thought that Tony Cliff might get that shirt quite easily. Max clearly has other ideas, which is fantastic. He was overlapping McFadzine. Um, He was bringing the ball out of the back. He was solid defensively. I still think East. still teams continue to target him, thinking that the, that there's this little meek centre half that they can go at, and he just deals with it all day. He was outstanding. Uh, so for me, he was my man of the match. He wasn't, you know, the the fans, as I said, have voted for Elliot Lee uh, overwhelmingly. But for me, I just thought over the ninety minutes he was my man of the match. Uh, so let's move on. James Jones got a six. Seen a lot of negativity towards his p- performance, uh, but again, you know, he's uh, he's a, he's an action Jackson, box to box, who chipped in with a goal and an assist, and he'll toe poke. He w- you know he won't slide tackle somebody and break them in half. That's not his game. Um, but, uh, you know, again, he, he got a 6. Uh, Luke Young with a 7.3. So uh, he, again, sets the play. He took up that deeper role once again. Um, and, uh, well, I'll, I'll comment on the midfield in a second. Um but uh, you know, yeah, his it, it set pieces were were quality. Um, you know, he's putting the ball in the right places in the box, uh, and he did set the play again. So clearly, that deep lying playmaker rather than defensive midfielder. You know, Parkinson's asking him to to try and set the play and create from deep um, this season. Um, and again, you know, you have to give young credit. That's that his natural game was an attacking midfielder, and he's. You know, willingly giving that up uh, and sort of trying to adapt his game, so we're going to have to expect him to uh, to to make the odd mistake um, while he sort of adapts to that role. So, um, yeah, overall, he got that seven point three. Uh, the unfortunately the poorest score was Tom O'Connor on that five point one. Now, part of that reason, I guess, is that it, what was it after about nineteen minutes? I think. He he was substituted, so we didn't see a lot of him in the game, um, because Eastley sort of uh, you know sort of dominated that first period while he was on the pitch, because um, we were we weren't in the flow of it really at that point. So unfortunately for Tom, that was a five point one. Um, I think they said it was a hamstring, and they were just being really pre- precautionary with it. Um, so let's hope that it's not another sort of layoff that keeps him out for weeks and weeks and weeks, because you know we need Tom to be. Uh, getting minutes in his legs. Because um, you could see, in my opinion, that the uh, we, we just hadn't had the minutes in the legs, why we weren't quite sharp enough to play our way around and through Eastleigh. Um, so, yeah, Tom O'Connor, 5.1. Then the forwards, to their credit, again, they didn't get much service, did they, apart from the set pieces. Um, but they were willing, weren't they? Um, Paul Mullin with a 6.6. And Ollie Palmer with a 7.1. Uh, and as I said... It's only really when you watch it back that you realise, you know, the, the what work that uh, on, that Palmer did, especially on the goal. Um, he is the battering ram um, for us. He works tirelessly. Um, then the substitutes, obviously, Watson never came on. Mendy was a 6.1. That's yes, fair enough, didn't really, you know, didn't really have a lot of time to do much. Um, so, uh, you know, can't really ask much more. Jordan Davis got a 6.7. I thought he uh, he 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 was lively when he came on. Uh, again, started to try and create from a little bit deeper, and uh, was trying to thread a few passes through, uh, but his fitness his fitness or his lack of fitness showed really. Um, uh, uh, you know, at one point, I he'd been off the pitch about 10 minutes and I saw him doubled over. He was knackered um, because of the lack of minutes. And obviously, the intensity of a league game is much different to playing a friendly against, for instance, a Nantwich or a Macclesfield. So, um, you know, these boys just need some minutes, really. Um, so, yeah, so he got a 6.7. Uh, obviously, Dolby didn't come on, unfortunately. We didn't get to see Sam Dolby. Um, and uh, Elliot Lee with a 9.4. Uh, which was a really, really obviously, you know, he really stole the show because of his, uh, because of his cameo and his uh, and his goals, and you know, that's the difference in this team this season is we've gone from you know our our sort of attacking midfield option last year to come on uh, at that stage of a game would have been Dan Jarvis um, this year who who came on and get or Macka to be fair he has come on centrally, um, uh. Interestingly, his best work last season was as a uh, wing-back towards the end. Um, So, yeah, but, you know, the point stands that last season, it was probably Dan Jarvis who would have come on in those attacking roles centrally, Um, but it was Elliot Lee who came on, and, uh, you know, what an impact. Um, Now, you you know, we've got to be careful here. Let's not think that we've signed the non-League Ronaldo, you know, This is somebody who has bounced around teams a little bit. So let's enjoy what he did. But let's manage our expectations because he's unlikely to be able to do that every week for us. It can be really unfair if we're expecting him to come on or start games and have that sort of impact all the time. so let's just manage those expectations a little bit and when he's done it half a dozen to a dozen times by Christmas, then we can start to call him the white Pele and you know some of the other stuff that or some of the other memes that are going around um but let's let's just be fair to the lad let him settle in, but in terms of, you know, what a cameo, what a what a debut, I mean, I'm sure he would have just, best case scenario for him the night before would have been, oh, if I can get on and get a goal, that'd be great, or get an assist, that will be really good, you know, have some sort of impact, um, he wouldn't have dreamt that he'd score, you know, a real top draw goal, um, and then score the, the winner, um, I'm sure he wouldn't have dreamt that, so you know, big kudos to him um, for coming on and having an impact. It's exactly what Parkinson needed because you know you could feel the unrest and the disappointment uh, of the performance that um, just wasn't there. And uh, it's exactly what we needed was uh, was one of these players to come up big time, uh, and that's exactly what Elliot Lee did. Uh, and he walked off with the sponsors' man of the match award uh, uh, for for his 30 minute cameo. Um, Looks really tidy. Got good feet ball stuck to his foot as everybody keeps saying you know he's, he's close control is really tidy um and you know he'll be flying i imagine in, t- in training this week um and it'll be really interesting to see what parkinson does with the team but we'll we'll touch on that when we uh when we preview uh, the away game at yeovil uh, a little bit later on so um yeah that was that, that was generally my thoughts um very unspectacular we've ground one out there haven't we um which is what you know that's what you have to do um for, i say for me the two standouts were cleworth and uh, uh, uh and elliot lee uh, and i think the uh i think i think for, uh, for me cleworth just because he was on the pitch for 90 minutes and this is a young lad who's now starting to take a very senior role in the team was the standout but obviously you know everybody's got everybody's got their uh, everybody's got their opinion and I understand totally why most people think Elliot Lee is, uh, is thoroughly deserved that man of the match I won't argue with you I'll just I gave a separate award myself uh, to uh, to uh, max Cleworth. um so we'll uh, next up what we'll do we'll have a look at sort uh, um and we'll uh, just see if we can do a bit of predictions from uh, for what we think the lineup might be uh, and what we think the score will be. So we'll do that next. So we move on to our second game, which is uh, away at Yeovil. Um, I just want to uh, highlight my brilliancy. I'm just going to see if this will play. So, predictions-wise, this is what I predicted for us last week. Now, this will be really poor quality because it's just being uh, just coming off my mobile phone. But uh, yeah, this this is this was my sort of prediction for last week. Prediction-wise, what's going to happen? Eastly, are going to come to the race course. I think we'll win. I think we'll win two-one. Um, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, do we? Let's just take a two-one win and move on. Um, Ooh, that was <laughs> that was a good guess. I could see it coming. So, yeah, Yeovil. Now we we won away at Yeovil two one last year. Uh, we went behind, I think Paul Mullin scored. Um, I didn't go to this game, and then I think we was it somebody like McAlinden or Jarvis. I think there was an own goal. I think involved. Um, so we won two one away. Uh, I did catch a little bit of the Oval game when I got home on Saturday. They were the tea time game on BT Sport. Uh, they lost. They livened up in the second half. Uh, Ex-Wrexham left back Jamie Record scored their goal in a two-one loss. Um, but they looked like they were. They, they looked like it was the first 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 game of the season too. Um, you know, there would have been uh, a few questions asked in their midfield and defence for some of their goals, especially the second goal midfielder for I think it was Scunthorpe they were playing, ran about 20 yards in a straight line before rasping one in the top corner from 10 yards out. Nobody came out and engaged him. So, um, you know, against every team, really, this season, we should be thinking, well, our quality is going to show... But pre-season, when you haven't got a lot of minutes in the legs um, and it's all a bit, you know, there's not quite rhythm and routine, you're never really quite sure what's going to happen. So, um, for me, again, I don't think it'll be a comfortable game at all. Um, I can't go to this game because we're, we're, well, we're actually uh, we're actually in London watching Coldplay on the Friday and then we've got to come home on the Saturday. So, yeah, I think it'll be another win by a goal Can't it could be a draw but i just think we've got that quality that little bit of depth now we'll, we'll just snatch it so we'll win by one goal um so either one nil or 2-1 i'm going to cheat i'm going to i'm going to use two scores uh, but i think we win it by a goal but it won't be it won't be pretty um uh, and um, you know i think uh, you know we'll take that won't we as i said last week we'll take that and move on again I think in that game, you know, we just want to get a win somehow. No silly red cards, no injuries, and then we go away to Chesterfield, which is a game I am at, which will be on the uh, on the Tuesday. So, yeah, we you know, you really want to be taking a little bit of confidence into that game. So, uh, hopefully, you know, they've we we'll, we'll be lucky with Chesterfield missing a player. Uh, for sure, I think the keeper got a straight red, didn't he? So they'll be missing him. So, you know, we 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 just want some good momentum and some good feeding around the club as we uh, as we move into that game against Chesterfield. So that's my prediction. We'll win by a goal. Um, and uh, I'd forgotten earlier, but there was a bit of there was a couple of a couple of news stories around. Um, I've I've been away in London, so I I'm a bit out of routine. But there was a couple of news stories uh, that sort of broke last week. Um, uh, and we'll just we'll just touch on them just in case people have just have missed them we'll touch on them um when we come back after this so just a couple of bits of news that broke last week people might not quite realize how important they are the the sort of first thing that broke last week was that f- finally We'll be uh, back to uh, supporting and setting up a a reserve team, which is a massive thing for the club. Really, I think financially, it's not been possible to do Um, uh, until now. um, You know, we have had some managers. I think famously, we uh, we had a manager who had no real. I Had no real intention of putting any money into reserve and young players. It was all about every penny being in the first team. So we've been a bit it and miss. And you know, given the fact that we have got a, a history of producing young players, this is going to be really important. So we'll be, uh, we'll next year we'll be uh, putting a team up in the uh, central uh, central league. I think it's called. Um, I think there's only about six or seven teams in it, unless they've expanded it this year. But you know that's that's great because that's that's some games that the club don't really have to organize because I think Phil Parkinson was having to scrabble around and arrange friendly so that he could get game time for people, um, and that sort of lack of game time because they couldn't have them regular really showed when they then you know when we then needed to sort of use them, so that'll that'll be really big and the young players will get some good some good games which will aid their development. So having a res, having that sort of reserve team in a, some sort of competitive league will be a massive advantage for us i think about sort of when players are coming back from injury and you need to give them a game well you haven't got to give them a game in a uh, uh, a sort of important league game you know you can give them some minutes in in those sort of reserve games you can still organise those I'm, stu- I'm sure they still will fill out the fixture list with some sort of uh, you know behind closed doors games but i think that's a, just a really good thing for us to do and obviously they've arranged with nantwich for us to do it there Seem to have struck up a real good relationship with them. Uh, Phil Parkinson mentioned the sort of quality of the pitch uh, was, was one of the sort of considerations. Um, so, yeah, that'll be really, really good and really useful for us uh, to get players back fit, to help the young players um, and to keep the match sharpness for those that are not in the squad. You know, you look at this week, that was sort of like to McElindon, um, uh, Dior Angus, uh, Harry Lennon. You know, they weren't even on the bench or anything, so... You know they're not really sort of getting those those sort of intense match minutes into the into their legs. So yeah, that's a real uh, that's going to be a really big sort of uh, really big step for us to uh, to take because there'll be you know there's some big money involved in that. We have to pay Nantwich, got to pay officials. Um, you've got to trans- transport the team obviously because you know they're going to have to minibus it or uh, uh, pay some expenses for the players to get to uh, to get to Nantwich. So you know that's again that's such a bit such a big thing. Um, there'll be such a huge huge advantage to us, uh, especially later on in the season. Um, and then the second thing was was uh, was something that I just I just never ever dreamt that we would get fixed in my time supporting Wrexham, um, and that was the note that we'd got special dispensation from FIFA to uh, fall in line with uh, the rest of the league. Clubs in the league allowing us to register players up until I think it's the third or fourth Thursday in March, I think it is. Um, So that is a game changer for a club like ours um, in the fact that historically... There's some technicalities, meaning that outside of transfer windows, we could bring players in if they were unattached at certain times. The reality is that, you know, the the players who were unattached three or four months ago, who are still available now, if you needed somebody in, say, February or March, um, are just not going to be of the sufficient quality. Otherwise, they'd be at a club. So now, for us to be able to have that facility and the fact that we actually have money... um, if uh I, I did check and I don't think any of the the injuries uh that we got to Linton and Hayden, I don't think they would have been influenced by this. I think the Linton one was close. Um but you know, let's just say Rob Linton went down in February uh and, and obviously was out long term. Well, you know, we wouldn't be scrambling around trying to get some unattached goalkeeper in we're now gonna have the ability I think actually I've got a feeling Solly holded when I wasn't bought we'll have the ability to go out and you know bring in a top quality keeper if that's what Phil Parkinson wants. So he'll have some flexibility. So this really is a game changer given the fact that financially I think you know we must have the biggest budget in the league. If it's not the biggest it's up there with them. Um and I struggle to believe anybody who's got a bigger budget. Um, this is a total game changer um, for us, you know. When if, if we get any big players go out, go down, yeah. Granted, a club's going to want that extra bit of cash off us if we go in for one of their players. They're gonna, obviously going to want to, uh, you know, want want us to overpay. But at least we'll have the option to do that. And at the moment, historically, you know, we've not had that option. Uh, and the uh, Vanuana National League and the Welsh FA and the English FA, I've been quite happy for us and the Welsh teams to sort of have to abide by this, uh, these regulations. So you know, the game, the, the game has changed. The, the playing playing field is level now, um, and that is such a big thing for us. So. Um, that was that was if you've seen people sort of talking about it and commenting on it and not quite understood it you know it the the, re, the reason that people are getting excited about it is it, it you we were playing with one hand tied behind our back before for you know a third or half of the season whereas now we're not and that will really help us uh as we go forward this uh, th- this season hopefully uh, i think once we get out of this league everybody abides by transfer windows anyway um but uh, I'd have to check that to be fair. But but yeah, so that's that's the huge news this week. Two really positive pieces of news that uh, I think Phil Parkinson said is as good as a player signing, um, and it is because of the fact, as I say, that if he needs to, that's what he's going to be able to do. Um, so huge piece of sort of news for us that's sort of gone under under the radar for a lot of people, I think. Um, so we're probably we're nearly at the end now. Um, I think we'll just take uh, one more little break and I'll come back and I'll tell you my, uh, I'll tell you my Martin Tyler Sky Sports Pundit story from last week, just before we sign off. Right. So I was in London for a few days last week and, uh, On the Thursday, I think it was, um, we were doing the site in London. In fact, that was the day that the news broke about the uh, FIFA exemption for the transfer uh, embargoes. So, we were in London and we were heading back to our hotel and we jumped on the tube. And as we got on the tube... I recognized a gentleman stood there with a newspaper uh, ha- hanging on the handrail and uh did lean over to my other half and said uh, hey, that's Matt I whispered to be honest I whispered that's Martin Tyler the Sky Sports commentator and I never said anything to him because to be honest I'm one of those people that won't say anything when I see uh, see famous people um so I didn't say anything to him but we were uh, predominantly we were all in Wrexham shirts, I think four out of three out of four of us were in Wrexham shirts actually. Um, and uh, he obviously spotted these shirts, but he initially didn't say anything while we motored on for a stop. Um, and then he leaned over to me and said, uh, Are you going to get promoted this season? Which engaged me in a bit of conversation, at which point, my, you know, uh, I excitedly said, Oh, well, I hope so. Uh, and proceeded to uh, just have a, a minute or two's chat with him about uh, some of the sort of latest news and the fact that, you know, we were excited and we, you know, we had four season tickets, so we go all the time. So we were, you know, we were, we were close last year. We were really hoping that this will be the season. Um, anyway, he said, uh, I, so he said, oh, well, I hope you do, because uh, my good friend Ollie Palmer's there. He said it's a tremendous opportunity for him. So, um, yeah, it turns out, Mr. Tyler does know our Ollie, and uh, I think uh, you know we've got some some good feeling from around uh, from around in all different areas. Um, uh, it's not just Stockport and Shrewsbury and Chester fans who dip in our dip in our DMs, telling us that we're crap and that we'll stay, we'll still be in this league next season. Yada yada yada. So yeah, Martin Tyler. On his way to or from the uh, Sky Sports dinner that they had the day before the season launched, if you look on Gary Neville's social media, they were having a big dinner. And uh, ironically, the day before he, I think he had to put out a public uh, apology for something he said on the Friday in a in the newspaper or something. But on the Thursday, he was a very nice chap. Um, and, uh, somehow, from I'm guessing he must go on and watched. Um, some local football, maybe that's from where he lived, but somehow he'd be, he said he'd become good friends with Olly Palmer. Um, and uh, yeah, he even Martin Tyler knows who, who little old Rexham are, so uh, yeah, nice little tidbit for you there uh, from my trip to London. So I think we've covered everything, I'll wrap up now. Um, uh, I, appre- I say I always say this, but I appreciate everybody that's downloaded the podcast and listened to it. Um, do follow us on twitter it's at racecourse ramble all one word but without the e in ramble um so uh, that's where i post most of my stuff some nice graphics gone up uh, in the last week or two just to uh, help us highlight some stuff so that's going really well so do give us a follow um and pass the pod as peter for those of you that listen to peter uh, to peter the peter Krause podcast you know they encourage people to pass the pod um uh, to spread the word, so listen, hashtag past the pod, please do, you know, retweet, when I post links, retweet it, uh, you know, share it out there, try and get people to listen, that's that's great, um, hopefully, uh, I know I said this last week, but I've got four or five people now who are potentially going to be coming on uh, in the next couple of weeks um, to uh, to sort of help me, rather than you just listening to me rambling all on or on my own all the time although I did start this as self-therapy for myself to be honest um but that's not uh you know uh but I won't do it all the time on my own hopefully next week we'll have uh I'll manage to sort of sync up my schedules with uh, with one or two of the other people um one in particular who will definitely be You've got who'll be at the game on Saturday because obviously I won't be there so it'll be interesting to get some thoughts and feelings of people who are actually there um I'll, we'll just be uh, stuck with the highlights of what whatever Yeovil churn out um which uh, I might be doing them a disservice but you know they won't be as good as what we put out will they so so yeah hope everybody has a good week uh, if you're going to Yeovil have a safe journey and um yeah, well, when we'll, we'll Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week, we'll uh, depend on what the other lads are doing. Um, we'll uh, we'll try and get something out again uh, before we're uh, we're back at the race course. So enjoy your weeks, everybody, and we'll I'll let the uh, dulcet tones of nineteen of the the boys at 1987 to present play us out again. Uh, I promised I'll play the song again, so I'll uh, I'll give you another chance to listen to. The, uh, the great song about Rectum called Someday, which uh, you'll hopefully recognise because, like I say, it was played pre-match on Saturday as well. It was playing just as I got to my seat it was playing. So, uh, yeah, the, the boys will play us out. So we'll uh, speak to you next week. <laughs>
0: horses running around the Kairos anymore, but that has been a football club here since 1864, trying to do the town or city proud, laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground. shine you'll hear our cries hold Tyler, like Joey Jones And his best mate Mickey T Dye Davis was a true he loved Combrie, and his name's I've been telling everyone who listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league I've been telling my nephew and my godson I've been selling my dog and the postman I've been selling my mum and dad for years Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league